Uh, my my the thing that I always say is like jump and the and the net will appear and that's how I I live my life. Uh, I know <laughs> other people think that's nuts, but yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Forever Young, the health and well-being podcast from Lanzerhof. My name is Mario Pedazzoli, and in every episode, join me in conversation with a variety of health experts and special guests as we explore what it means to live well. We may not find the secret to eternal youth, but join me on our quest as we explore just what it means to live a balanced, healthy and happy life. Hello again and welcome. It is fair to say that modern lifestyles have certainly changed. We live in a digital age and from the comfort of our own homes, we can buy anything we so desire and arrange delivery to our door. And with so many people continuing to work from home, many tech companies have been huge beneficiaries of our new digital lifestyles. Deliveroo, Amazon, Uber are obvious examples. And similarly, demand for beauty services and products have also moved online, with at-home beauty treatments on the rise. Which leads me nicely to today's special guest, beauty tech entrepreneur Venetia Archer. Venetia is the founder and CEO of Ruby, London's first digital beauty concierge service, connecting clients with therapists for a premium beauty experience, whether at home, the office, or hotel. And the success of Ruby led to Venetia being listed in Forbes 30 Under 30 for retail and e-commerce. Here at Lanzhoff at the Arts Club, we're also delighted to announce our partnership with Ruby to similarly extend our range of in-club beauty services, more of which later. Venetia, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's our great pleasure. How are you today? Yes, I'm good. It's a uh, you know Monday afternoon in the Lanzerhof Club, so no complaints here. Yes, we like Mondays here. It's always a good start to the week <laughs> and um, um, great to start the week talking to you. Um, it is a pleasure to have you here. Now, I must say we've had some interesting guests uh, over the course of the last year who've made significant career changes, and, and you're no different. So tell us about Somali Pirates and your career <laughs> change to being the CEO of Ruby. Well, okay. So yes, I don't think there are many other people who started out uh, as a Somali piracy researcher and then moved into beauty tech, but um, maybe I'll be, be proved wrong. So I graduated from university. I studied social and political sciences and specified in international relations and, you know, went and started my, my first job um, as a geopolitical analyst specifying in maritime risk. This was around 2012. Somali pirates were, you know, doing their thing um, in East Africa. And I ended up specializing in in um in 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 that and so i i actually um i actually moved out to to kenya um where i worked as a journalist and researcher into you know somali pirate gangs their movements ransoms mm. um and and all of you know everything that went with it which was a great i mean it was it was so exciting i was just kind of out of university really mm. just looking to learn about the world and Wasn't and it was there a, great a great adventure film with tom hanks Yes. Captain uh, Phillips. Phillips. Yes, exactly. There mm -hmm. was indeed. Um, loved watching that movie mm -hmm. as well. 
um, some inaccuracies, um, but we won't go into that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could go and go down a rabbit hole. Um, so yeah, so I mean, so it was great fun. I was I was learning. I was young. I was sort of trying to to, to build experience, and then I moved back to London. And I was thinking about what to do next. I think I have, you know, entrepreneurship in my blood. Both my parents are entrepreneurs. And I really wanted to create and build and and and, and build something of my own. And so I had a series of, of, of different ideas that I was sort of, you know, run, running between, of which Ruby was one of them. Um, so Uber was in London, Deliveroo. I was, you know, sort of prime user of, of these platforms, which which you mentioned in the intro. Mm. And I thought there's got to be something like that for beauty. So I waited and waited and told my friends to do it and said to everyone, this is such a great idea. Won't someone do it? And then I realized one day, hold on, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, to create this platform. And then that was it. I decided I sort of consulted for a little bit on the side and set Ruby up as well. Um, and that was back in 2015. Um, and mm. then sort of since... The rest is history. The rest is history, yeah. Now, now um, you make it sound so easy and straightforward. Mm. Um, how did you build the brand? What tech and beauty experience did you have? So... It definitely is not easy. And I think building a tech marketplace was some, I, I had no idea what was going to be involved um, with, with building it, building a, a marketplace business. But I, I had no background in, in technology, um, no background in coding. Beauty was an avid user of, but, you know, don't have any sort of, you know, professional like skills, professional skill set there. And so I was really going in um, with a with a blank a blank slate. So I needed to build up my knowledge and my know-how. So, you know, I reached out to everyone and anyone that I could who had some experience, some relevant experience, uh, and just sought to, to, to learn and educate myself along the way. Mm. The technology, obviously I needed a platform. And so what I did in the early days was I, I, I reached out to as many people as I could, agencies, individuals, you know, sort of freelance developers. And through those conversations built up my understanding of what the platform would look like and then ended up working with a with a small agency to build our our MVP, the first app that we ended up launching, which I seem to remember on launch day, people couldn't log into that app, <laughs> but it was there. There was a little shop front, albeit well, without the keys. Um, but yes. yeah. Well, there's a lot to be said about uh, learning by mistakes. Definitely. And um, when you look back on that, you've mentioned one, were there, were there other mistakes you made? What's the most valuable lessons you, you learned? I think talking about mistakes, I think one of the biggest learnings is the fact that I have made so many mistakes, so, so many mistakes, but still have been able to recover from those mistakes and build something that is, mm. you know, that is popular and, and is working today. So I think that learning of it's fine if you make mistakes, you've just got to learn from them and try not to repeat them, mm. um, repeat them in future. Yes. But I think it's been a huge learning exercise even today, you know, whether, it, you know, and it's just like the lessons are different based on, you know, based on the sort of issues at the, of the time, whether it's team building, mm. you might make mistakes around the people that you hire or or deployment of funds, you know, overspending in marketing, for example, when the product might not quite be there yet. I mean, all of those mistakes, I mean, I've made those a thousand times. Um, mm. But again, just trying to learn from them and, and get better every day. And would you say a lot of people may have ideas, we all have mm -hmm. ideas every day, but if we don't come from that background or have necessarily that experience, 
we probably just let that idea float off and never to come into our minds again. Do you feel by not having a tech or beauty background, you had a refreshing approach to it all and was able to see beyond the usual challenges that might stop others? Possibly. I think perhaps there was almost less fear or less expectation mm. um, without having having a background like that. Um, but I also think it was that kind of, you know, youthful excitement and, and, and bold enthusiasm that also helped. Um, although I still th I think that, you know, the day that, you know, Ruby is behind me, I think I'll probably do something else, but completely different again. Mm. Um, As you say, it's in your blood being an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Well, it was a pretty good career change. Um, within a couple of years of launch, you made the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Yes. So it wasn't just any old startup business. Um, you did pretty well. I mean, it's it's amazing, you know, you know, to, to sort of wake up and, 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 and see something like that. It's obviously, you know, a really nice thing. Mm. Um, and, you know, we should always be proud of, of, of the different, you know, whatever it might be. But of course... There are, so, I, you know, there are so many people who are doing so many incredible things. I think mm. it's very difficult to distill it into a into a list like that. But of course, I was lucky that I was on their radar, and and um, you know, and and they thought Ruby was was something worth talking about, and me as well. Well, congratulations for that. Thank and, you. And are you happy with how Ruby is performing today? And what's your growth ambitions for the for the brand? For sure. So we so during COVID, COVID was a very challenging time for us, as you might imagine. We were um, unable to operate and and or deliver treatments in the home, and so there were a lot of kind of questions there. Where is the business going to be? When is COVID going to end? How are we going to plan for? Mm. You know, how long are we planning planning to be out of action? Um, and so you know, definitely learned a lot during that process. Um, but today. Today, things are great. I mean, you know, since April last year, when we were able to resume full operations, our, you know, volumes have, have really grown massively, I think, because people are spending more time at home, mm. happy to, you know, or sort of getting treatments done at home is, is, is sort of somewhat more normalized. Um, and so, and we've also had a lot more interest on the, on the therapist side, you know, people who might've been working at salons, want to work more flexibly are mm. coming to us. So, mm -hmm. so there's been a really, you know, really, um, exciting sort of demand for the, for the product, um, which has been, which has been nice, you know, after, after having such a, a quiet yes. time during the COVID. Well, yes, uh, that was, um, obviously a setback for every mm -hmm. business to, mm -hmm. to exactly. some degree or another. And, and clearly the nature of your business, did it actually come to a complete halt during that period? It basically, yes. Mm. Um, so it was, it, was, it was difficult. We, um, you know, we had to, you know, what people also don't realize is, you know, you're told, you know, it's Tuesday and then, you know, Tuesday at 5 p.m. or whatever day it was that Boris would get on the TV mm. and say, every, you know, you have to stop operating. It's kind of like stopping a, a big ship. We have this whole tech platform. We've got all of this availability that's set in, in there. So we had to do a lot of work to actually just mm. stop people being able to book. Um, so, so, you know, we had to do that. But then also maintaining that community sense of, of spirit with all of the freelancers who we work with and also our team, many of whom were on furlough. Um, so... You know, and whilst not really knowing what the answers were, um, as a business, what we did focus on was was develop technology development. So we maintained um, some of our tech team who continued to build out the product. 
with tech products, I mean, you're always behind on the roadmap. So we thought, okay, let's just get a little bit of a head start and continue to, you know, take that take that risk. Okay, we're going to continue to invest here. Um, and that's really that's really what we did. So mm-hmm. technology and then also kind of keeping everyone, you know, keeping everyone, um, you know, together through Zoom calls mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever it might be to kind of just make sure everyone knew that there was someone on the end of the phone. And your um, so you use the time wisely. It sounds like, but um, your network and you, your your employee base is probably quite small because your your main network is is through freelancers mm-hmm. that, that work. Is that right? Yes. So you were able to keep in touch with all of them, presumably as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we did what many people did. You know, the sort of Zoom, <laughs> those drinks parties, the quizzes, all of that stuff. Which I'm sure none of us ever want to be invited to a Zoom pub quiz again. Um, again. <laughs> yeah, but they served yes. they served a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we do. Just always try and think of something fun. You know, so everyone knew they had something to do on a you know whatever day it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course the world's changed um, we referred to it earlier and people are now working from home is there now more of a an acceptance if you like of the idea of having an at-home service if we're working for home from home we can equally have a treatment at home is there more of a an awareness of that than pre-pandemic maybe i think so i think so yes um I think this has been something that we've always trying to try to educate the consumer about is how easy it is to get treatments done at home. It's easy. It's it's more convenient. You know, instead of having to make an appointment somewhere, do it. You know, pre or post work. It's something that can happen. You mm. know, all hours of the day. Um, and so I think that once someone does it once they realize how easy it is. They realize it's not actually that weird to have someone come into your home. Because I think sometimes people think it might be a bit strange. Mm. But, you know, from our side, I mean, therapists that we work with all, you know, deeply professional, bring everything that's needed um, to basically set up a little salon space in the home. So, um, in fact, that's a question that our lovely Eve at our medical reception had for you earlier Mm -hmm. um, about um, is there a resistance you find for first-time users um, towards having a stranger effectively coming into the home and also what steps do you take to, to to mitigate that and put their minds at rest? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that, you know, a lot of our first time users who haven't tried Ruby before might have a beauty emergency. They're going out that night and they need mm. to get their hair done or whatever it might be. So they'll sort of come in, come in that way. Um, but also, you know, we do a lot in terms of the vetting of the therapists who come onto the platform. So we meet everyone, we check all of their documentation, do DBS checks. Um, uh-huh. So it's it's a very um, rigorous process. Um, I see. So a therapist can't apply to work for you today and, and start work tomorrow. The, the whole DBS process takes a while. Exactly. Unless they already have their documentation. Exactly. And then we'll trade test as well for all services offered to make sure that, you know, the individual is doing a fantastic, you know, mani, pedi, blow dry, whatever it might be. Mm. And um, what do you love about your job, Venetia? I love the fact that there's always exciting opportunities. So I really love um, working on new partnerships, um, like the one that we have with with Lanzerhof, which is really exciting, um, and then building out the product. So always, you know, building new new features and functionality that's informed by um, our, what our users, whether the clients or, or the therapists, um, in the feedback that they might have. Every day is completely varied. I meet so many different um, so many different people and can put 
so many different hats on, whether it's marketing or a strategy or partnerships. Um, and so, you know, every day is different. Actually, another question, what do you like least about the job? I think that, I think there's a lot of pressure to being a sole founder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it can, you know, when, when the times are are tough and, and, you know, that happens quite a lot alongside great times, um, you know, there's quite a lot of, a lot of pressure. Um, but at the same time, I also think I kind of love that. I mm-hmm. sort of, you know, when, you know, I, I think that I'm a good quote unquote wartime CEO. Um, and then also it's kind of the day to day stuff, the admin. I, I mean, I think that probably goes for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely not someone who's very good at, you know, signing and returning documents and all of those sorts of <laughs> boring things that we have to do now you must have someone who does that for you kind of but then i feel bad also to ask someone else to do it for me because i think it's because <laughs> i think it's it's so boring so i still do it <laughs> some people genuinely like that job. yeah true it's just finding them yeah. and cherishing them yes. forever yeah yeah and, and what have you learned about yourself particularly during the pandemic um your your own personal qualities some people aren't comfortable talking about their own strengths but uh, what have you learned about yourself I think I've learned that I have quite good judgment. I think, you know, having gone through and, and, and been through a pandemic and coming out the other side in an industry that, you know, was was deeply challenged. I think, you know, I've, I, I, I think looking back, I think that I made, you know, some some good decisions along the way. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you you might one might doubt oneself with regards to judgment and key decisions. But I think looking back, you know, I, I, I feel, you know, I feel really happy with, with the decisions that I've that I've made and, mm. and where I've been able to to to, you know, get Ruby to as, as a business. And so you feel you've got good gut instinct. On, yeah. On who's in front of you. and uh... Yeah, I think so. I mm. think so. And I think. You know, again, as a first time founder, I think there's always, you know, a lot of imposter syndrome, especially at the beginning where you've never done it before Mm. and how, you know, maybe so-and-so knows better. But I think having chalked up a few years, you know, I'm sort of getting to the point of realizing, well, hold on, I know my business more than anyone else because Mm. I live and breathe it, you know, Mm. for more hours than probably is healthy. Um, And so actually you know, I am probably the best person to be making the decisions around mm. around the business. And knowing your business as well as you do. Yeah. Uh, and as being as driven as you are, what would differentiates Ruby from others? There are competitors mm-hmm. in the marketplace. Um, it's usually seen as healthy or I think should be. But uh, what differentiates Ruby? So we love innovation, not just in terms of the technology that we're building, but also in the treatments and the services that we offer. Mm. So we are not a simple go-to, you know, hair and nail massage treatment platform. We do everything when it comes to new facial offering, we'll be the first to offer it, whether it be microneedling or dermaplaning or LED light masks or vitamin drips or we're or we're doing um, now life coaching. So we're always looking to mm-hmm. innovate in terms of that service offering in the home. Um, and we love keeping our finger on the pulse, like what's cool, what's next, what do people want? And, um, and then not limiting ourselves by, by treatment menu, by individuals. Mm. Um, so we'll always have an open, an mm. open, um, communication with, 
with a therapist we work with who might say, listen, like this is really, this is a really cool new treatment. Everyone's booking it. We really want to try it out. And we'll say, absolutely. Yes, let's do it. Let's test it. That's exciting. Yeah. And then we also have different tiers of therapists available on platforms. So we have classic elite and black label or with different experience levels mm. um, and uh, sort of different service offerings as well. And black label is your top tier, is it? Exactly. Is that a subscription model as well? Yeah. So that's, um, so that's a membership program that we have and, um, black label members can book with our black label expert therapists. So they might be celebrity makeup artists or the cult guru, lymphatic drainage expert. Mm. Um, and we uh, facilitate bookings internationally 24 um, seven. So it's much like higher touch point service. Tell us about your male female split, uh, which presumably, well, uh, please do uh, let us know. Are, are men now gradually uh, understanding this and taking advantage as well? Yeah, definitely, especially post-COVID because obviously men were working at home as well as women. They needed to get their hair cut. They needed to get massages. And I think it, you know, our, our sort of proportion of, of male users has grown a lot um, since the pandemic. A lot of the times they're introduced to Ruby by their, you know, girlfriends or wives or friends. Um, but now... But I think we've recognized that a lot. And now we're doing a lot more to kind of market directly towards men because, you know, it's not just something for women. Mm. And what is the uh, what services do men usually take up? Massage, haircuts, nails, mm. waxing, mm-hmm. facials, <laughs> most of them. Yeah. OK, so for anyone looking to try your services for the first mm-hmm. time, um, how do we navigate your app and uh, what do you recommend? So we so we have an app that you can download from the App Store and the Play Store. We also have a website that you can use to book in directly. The app is a better experience, so definitely download that. Mm. Um, and then it's super easy. You just put your postcode in. You can search the available therapist in your postcode and then book in directly um, up to sort of 90 minutes in advance. Well, from 90 minutes up to, you know, months as in advance. As soon as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's super quick. Someone could be... In your home within 90 minutes of your booking? Yeah. We say 90 minutes. Sometimes it's it's faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending on the time and the postcode. <laughs> That's very impressive. Um, also, with this growing business, you, you're a new mum as well. Yeah. How do you personally cope with stress and do you feel you've got the balance right? I think it's a learning curve for sure. Um, I think I was lucky. I had my, my baby Penelope during the you know third lockdown or whatever it was in in end of 2020 and so things were very quiet so I, I had I had quiet time with my baby which was great and then kind of worked my way up as the world kind of became um, more open so yeah it's a it's a learning curve sometimes I feel like I'm you know, not spending nearly enough time with my baby. Other times I'm like, oh my gosh, hold on, I've got a business to run. Um, so, you know, trying to find that, trying to find that even keel is, is you know, I think it's going to be a constant, a constant battle. But, but so far, so far, so good. And, you know, I'm lucky I've got a partner who's, who's, you know, very hands-on and I can be flexible with my work. It's just my timings are, you know, I've, I've learned, okay, it's fine. Work to my schedule. I woke up, wake up really early, not because of Penelope. Mm. She wakes up, you know, she likes to sleep in. So I wake up early. I get all my important stuff done very, very early. So, mm. you know, and then that means that I can, you know, spend time with her in the afternoon. So, mm. yeah, I mean, without boring about the detail, it's just like understanding, understanding my schedule and, and making it work. 
And do you manage to find time for your own exercise? Um, do you eat well? So I do. I think exercise is something that's harder to fit in. So what I 100% will do to like maintain sanity is walk. Walking is my, is my favorite thing in the world. Um, I could walk for miles every day if I could. So I always have to have that as a baseline and then exercise on top. Um, eating well, yes. And then I've really started to focus on my health. Last year I had COVID more times than, you know, I can count <laughs> like two, maybe three times. And then found myself getting ill. And so I really focused on on my health, food, supplementation, and, you know, it's and, and exercise. And it's just been game changing. Mm. Um, so, you know, that really encouraged me to to look back at my health because that's the core building block that we need to, to get anything done. We, we've certainly seen that here, too. Of yeah. course, people are, are really now more aware than ever of the need to look after their own uh, yeah. wellness and, yeah. uh, and immunity and, uh, and, and just be more resilient in the face of any future health challenges as well. Definitely, definitely. I've, I think that I really ignored that and, you know, before and then having been, you know, get run down and having a, you know, bad Im- Im- immune system, it, it really made me reprioritize and, mm. you know, feel so much better for it. Let's talk about our upcoming partnership. Then, yes. Uh, Venetia. Um, yes, we look forward to, to working with you uh, and in, in increasing our in-club range of, of beauty services. Is this something, is this a strategy for Ruby generally? I think, um, yeah, definitely. You know, we've got amazing, you know, we've got these incredible um, practitioners on the platform um, and we want everyone as many people as as we can to to be able to access them and, and experience their services so i think that you know with part a partnership with you it's a great way to um you know increase your breadth of services and also have have our ruby therapists engaged and um mm-hmm. and i think we're doing blow dries and manicures and and these sorts of things which will be a great com- compliment yes i must book in yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and, and what are your um ambitions for ruby in the next few years i think that we are really doubling down on the uk so we've launched manchester and liverpool so focusing on those core markets um i think there's huge huge opportunities still even in london um so so focusing there you know getting the business back on track post post pandemic um and then we see where we go and then we are doing a lot more um on the kind of what we call ruby productions which is working with brands fashion houses um etc to do shoots and editorial and vip um as well as the hospitality piece so mm. supporting hotel groups concierge etc with um their beauty and wellness needs too so with that i think that's enough for us that for the time being busy. yes and, uh, <laughs> Any ambition for overseas growth internationally? Eventually, yes, yes, um, and I think there, I think you know, there is there is a, a place for Ruby in all key capitals, um, and you know, I'm excited for the day that that I can maybe it's Paris, hop off the Eurostar and and then and then book my beauty treatments um, in Paris. But let's let's wait and see. <laughs> Let us know when you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're clearly very passionate about your business that, that comes across and really resonates. Um, what advice do you have for, for those that have a burning idea to, to launch their own business? So I'm always very bullish. I think if you've got an idea and it's on your mind and you're thinking about it, I think, you know, 
why not just try it? Obviously, there are the day-to-day practicalities that come into that. Um, But if something is on your mind, then explore it trial it test it and that's what I did with Ruby you know I kept my I kept my job I was consulting I was lucky I could just do a few few days a week and then and then tail that down but explored it and 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 you know tried to see if there was there was product market fit and then you know realized that there was so uh, my my the thing that I would say is like jump and the and the net will appear and that's how I I live my life Uh, I know (laughs) other people think that's nuts but yeah (laughs) I've never heard it put like that before yeah I, I like that yeah you're convinced the nets will always appear. Yeah, I'm convinced. I would just <laughs> jump and then it's going to have to appear, right? Mm. <laughs> well, it certainly appeared for you. Yeah. And, um, and congratulations once again on everything. Thank you. you. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, for any information on uh, Ruby or indeed um, the new extended beauty services at Lanzerhof at the Arts Club, please email lanzerhof at theartsclub.co.uk. Otherwise, I think we're launching in March for next year. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And um, once again, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.